joining us on another edition of Tifosi Football Radio. My name is Christian Baudanzi Utakio. And this is Juliano Caleri. And it is Sunday, August the 29th. Once again, thanks so much for joining us today. Got a lot to unpack for you. Match day two is in the books. A lot of goals. Yeah, a lot of goals, a lot of excitement. Nothing's going to be straightforward this year for anybody. Uh, so what we're going to do is we got to break down match day two for you, for the City A. Uh, we're also going to break down, uh, well, we're going to discuss the Champions League draw for our Italian teams, the Europa League draws for our Italian teams, and of course, the Europa Conference League draw Roma's for our fa- Roma. Roma's favorite tournament right That's now. That's right. That's right. We'll talk about their group. And uh, also, it's already the first international break. World Cup qualifiers coming up. Three coming up in the next 10 days for our beloved Azzurri and Roberto Mancini has made his first call post-Euro 2020. The defending, champ- <laughs> the defending champs. Got a lot to say about it. Yeah. So we'll be talking about that as well. So with all that on the go, let's jump right in. Let's talk about match day two. And let's open it up with the first game that started on Friday. Udinese, 3 nothing thrashing of Venezia. What did you think of this game? Udinese continuing, following up with a win here. It's a big four points right now for them. Huge four points at the top of the table. It's impressive. It, it was an impressive performance. I mean, Venezia, on the other hand, once again, Venezia diabolical. They look, they look, they look lost. And I think Venezia was the fourth or fifth place team last year that yeah, made it. Yeah, they got in. through the playoffs. Yeah. So I mean, there's a huge gulf there. It feels like it's great to see Venezia back in Serie A, but wow, there is a huge golf. Yeah, a huge golf. They still created some chances. Marco they did. Silvestri. They almost, a, yeah, they saves. almost scored right away. Yeah. Marco Silvestri, fantastic save. Yes. There. That is decisive goalkeeping. Yeah, and, and, and another positive for Venezia, if we want to keep it on Venezia, Gianluca Busio, the American-Italian, got his debut in City. Yeah, did okay. He was uh, busy. Got caught out in the mid. He had a, a lot of work on him with the high pressing of Udine, but he did okay. And, and the goalie, Luca Letterini, was better than the previous goal. Let's put better. It that way. <laughs> better than the Finn, that's for sure. I mean, Even though he conceded three. Yeah, but he was he was better for sure. Yes. Better for sure. But Udinese what, on the other side. Yeah, Udine, Ignacio Pusetto. Yeah. He's their man up top. He looks great. De La Feu coming off the bench looks great. Molina, our, our boy, who uh, we called out last week, man of the match this week. Fantastic performance by yes, him. Yes, he, he's outstanding. A player to look to uh, the City Act campaign for Udine, as well as Stryger Larson. Their, wing, their wings are their other strengths, right, for Udine. They got to use those wings to their advantage. That's how they're going to pick up their points. But uh, still undefeated anyway, two games into the yeah. season. They've bought into the Luca Gotti system. So yeah. Udinese hopefully staying away from the relegation zone and and, and sitting somewhere in mid-table. So congratulations, Udinese, for yeah. for three points. Big 3 nothing win. Venezia, hope you guys can turn it around. And we really do. It looks like they are the Crotone of this year for now. Yeah, them and only one other team without a goal yet in Serie yeah, after so. two after two games. Well... On to the next game, Verona Inter. What a what a what a game! Verona yes. come out, take the first take the first punch to a surprise of by many people. Yeah, well, not a surprise because you know it was it was ooh, it was a Handanovic error. Handanovic error, like usual. Uh, last week he was the man, and that this week he was at fault for the goal. Yeah. Still, it's still a beautiful finish. Yeah. Finish by Ivan Illich. I mean, the ball was given away, but he still had to do a lot, and he he did a beautiful chip over Handanovic as he rushed yeah. out. I uh, just want to give credit to one man, Eusebio Di Francesco. He did get his tactics right. I will say, even though the scoreline doesn't <clears throat> show that, uh, but he did get his tactics right. He clogged up the middle. He didn't go all out attack like we thought he would. Uh, this scoreline really does him no justice. It makes him. It makes it look worse than it was. Uh, they clogged up that middle. The defense was fantastic. Montipo did a pretty decent job. Once again, House Verona up top is where they're lacking. Only weapon they had to bring on was Kevin Lasagna at the end. You know, I, that's the piece that's missing in this team. They don't look as good as they were under Ivan Juric. Um, but Eusebio, like I said, maybe he is learning. He did get it right. Made life difficult for Inter. It took two goals. Joaquin Correa coming on. In the which minute was it again? 74th minute, and then he scores in the 83rd and the 94th minute to seal it. Two beautiful goals as well. One a towering header, the second a shot from outside the 18 with his left foot. 
made all the difference. It was funny seeing two Roman strikers up top for Inter. Uh, and, and, and both playing well again. And Jekyll yeah, playing Zeko well again. Really well again, right? Yeah. And uh, the Argentinian flair, Lautaro Martinez. Yeah, he did good. He got a goal. He did get subbed goal. off. He, yeah. He looked a bit short of pace, but it's going to be interesting. The, the attacking dynamics now of, of Inter are, I, I believe, upgraded with the players they've signed. It's, they look they look really good with Jekyll, Joaquin Correa, and yeah. Lautaro, and Sanzi coming in. Yeah. And it, it's outstanding. Oh, for sure. And the one thing you got to give Inter credit for, and this obviously is, this is why Inter are defending champions. Goal goes in. They're down one nothing. There's no panic on this team. Yeah, and that, that was the biggest they worry. They were so calm. And that was the biggest worry, right? Yeah. What's the mentality going to be of this team when they fall behind? And they showed their championship mentality through they the did. leadership. Bastoni still pushing up. Skinner still pushing for goals. Uh, no one panicked at all. Uh, it was fantastic. And the subs, too. The depth coming off the bench. It, everyone that came on made an impact. Arturo Vidal setting up that third goal. Or, sorry, the uh, the second goal with that beautiful diagonal pass right into the corner. Darmian ran onto it, crossed it into Joaquin Correa. What a pass that was from Vidal. Uh, but Inter, they were outstanding this game. Rough start, but outstanding. Totally played Halas Verona off the park. But once again, Halas Verona did do a pretty decent job until Joaquin came on the legs. We were probably a bit tired by then. Yeah. Can't ask for a better debut. For no, that's one of the best debuts in an Inter shirt I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. So congratulations to Inter, continuing to roll. Let's move on to the next game. A huge, just smashing by Lazio. Uh, over La Spezia. Lazio, 6-1 to one victors over La Spezia. Ciro Immobile, hat-trick. Hat-trick. I said he was going to struggle. This guy has four goals in City I know. But he's not, happy <laughs> with how, he's not happy with how he's playing. No, he's... Well, that's good. He has a chip on his shoulder. He has something to prove, which yeah. I like for Ciro. I think, I think a lot of it has to do with the national team, even though he was successful in, in helping lift in the trophy for the Azzurri. I don't think he was happy with his personal performances. No. Uh Hey, and if he's going to play like this in a 4-3-3 system, it's, you know, maybe Mancini can learn something from Sadi, the way he's being used. It was it was outstanding. He even he missed the penalty in this game and yeah. still stepped up literally the next kick of the ball and scored off the corner. Yeah, uh, He was outstanding. Spets, on the other hand, this is kind of what I expected from them. Yeah. I think I think it's going to be a really rough season for them. What do you think, it is. Christian? No, it is going to be a really rough season for them. Uh, Zoet, very busy back there what, what, what do you want with those guys in front of you um you, that red card also poor yeah, just, just 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 poor just poor i mean it was great to see verde getting on the score sheet um, yeah they, they opened up the scoring yeah but but the other it, this was the lazio show this was the absolute lazio show and the man of the match hands down luis alberto back three goals yeah. back scoring. in the starting lineup too yeah I mean, uh, fantastic. Great to see Pedro chip in with an assist, too. Had a fantastic performance as what, well. What do you think of that front three, Felipe Anderson, Chiro, and Pedro? It works. It works. Would you be worried as a, as Roma if you ever had to go against that? Well, we're going to line up against you guys that way. Uh, we're going to soak in that pressure, right? That'll yeah. be a real test. Uh, I'm actually really excited for the Derby della Capitale this year because it's going to be really really exciting i think yeah. so for once that, yeah. yeah that that attacking trident going up against our team as a whole which has been playing phenomenal which we'll talk about a little bit later um but this this was all lazio i really don't have much to say about spezia that they were just uh that they, they feel like they were an afterthought yeah um i agree with you they're going to struggle this year it's going to be a really tough season for you for them and uh if if they keep this up i don't know how long tiago Motta's is going to last on that bench and what about this guy's still the number one Peperena over Thomas yeah. Tarkosha. Yeah. And he and it's not that Peperena, he's playing good he's with his good. feet. He set up a goal too. Yeah, his his footwork has been unbelievable. He he took on uh one of the forwards too that pressed him. He did a little Cruyff yeah. turn on him and with no panic. It's it's crazy. I think Peperena's gotta be pushing 38, 30, 39. Yeah. And he's keeping a young guy in his prime of his career, Strakosha, on the bench. Yeah. Uh He's the better goalkeeper right now. He's been the better goalkeeper, what, for a season and a bit now. Yeah. So you got to run with the better goalkeeper if you're if you're Maurizio Sarri. And he's not, Maurizio Sarri's not afraid to rotate. So, 
you know, if Pepe Reina slips up a little bit, then maybe we'll see Strakosha. But something must have happened there. Something's going on at practice or, 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 or there's no... Strakosha's loss is desire. I have I have no idea what's going on, but Pepe Reina is backing up Maurizio Sarri's choice, game in and game out. So, yeah. Just got to stick with him. You just got to stick with him. Yeah, high side just getting a, a goal, his first goal for Lazio as well. What do we think about Chiro then? Do we think Chiro, he's here to stay with those types of goals? He's going to be doing it all season. He's going to be consistent with that. You think he will, or is this just a... He scores in bunches. He's going to go on a 10-game goalless drought and then score in bunches I again. I think the support he's got this year is a better support than yeah. he did last year. So I think Cheeto's numbers are going to go up this year and he's going to look really good. Italians are not going to be... They're not going to care whether he scores 50 goals or or, or 20 goals. They, they just get pissed off when they see him on the Azzurri because he can't <laughs> do that. But again, he doesn't have that support that he has here with a guy like Pedro who can teach him a few things. Luis Alberto, who's an absolute stud and, and uh, Sergei Milinkovic Savage behind him. I mean, Italy's got pieces like that, but not with that much experience. Right. So I think this is a good move for Maurizio Sarri and for Ciro Immobile. I think he's going to learn a lot under Maurizio Sarri and maybe he will find what works well for him in a four, three, three, and that he can carry over to the national team. Got to be positive because at the end of the day, like it or not, this guy is going to be the guy up top for us. So we got to try and make it positive. So congratulations to Lazio. Statement win. Statement win for them. Uh, It's good. It's an exciting, it's good. So far it's been. Yeah. Tons of goals. I think City has easily the the league with the most goals so far. Hands down. On to the next game, Atalanta-Bologna, 0-0. Yeah, so you, you called Atalanta struggling this season. This is the second game, uh, four points and six. It's not terrible, but they're not they're not playing great at the same time. No, they're not. They're not playing good at all. Bologna, a uh, big point for them. Bologna up top, missing a few sitters. Could have easily walked away with three points in this game, and they didn't. Exposing Atalanta. Atalanta is so vulnerable back there now. Christian Romero is a, was a massive, massive, yes. massive piece. Like they are gonna miss him terribly. Yeah, what it is what Christian Romero did, did was his reading of the game at the halfway point. So when Atalanta was high up the field doing the press game, and Christian Romero was one of the best players at covering loads of space, all the all the yeah. space around him. He was super fast. He was aggressive. Could win a header. Uh, he did everything, but yeah. his top quality skill was he read the game like nobody else at the halfway yeah. line. You can never get the ball in behind him. Palomino uh, can't do that. Yeah, he's just, I don't think he's as quick no. as and agile as Romero, but it's definitely a different dynamic without him. But yeah, they they still, at the end of the day, they create a lot of chances. They're missing their, their big man, Duvan Sabata. You know, he has a big piece missing in the offense. Ruslan Malinovsky just made his uh, first start of the season. So maybe a bit rusty as well as Josip Bilicic. So maybe, you know, some, you know, working out the quirks a little bit as well. Martin Darun is missing. So it's not, hasn't been the full starting lineup yet. No. Right. So that's maybe one thing. And, and you know, like they're getting tons of chances. They had 12 shots inside the box yeah. alone. Skorupski stood on his head this game. Skorupski For once amazing. a Polish keeper step, stepped up. <laughs> so let's say Atalanta looked good. Yeah. It's just something is maybe not clicking up top. Right now with Duvan missing. Yeah, I think it was a combination of that. And I think the, the Bologna back four played really well. Mm. Like Gary Medell back there with Kevin Bonifazzi. Hickey yeah. on the left side and Di Silvestri, the captain. I think they played really well. That was a great back four. And Skorupski stepping in, making some big saves. Man of the match by far. Um, a combination of Atalanta just not taking advantage up top. And, and same with Bologna, like you said. Bologna. Like Mark Ronaldovich missed that one header and then Orsellini missed the, the top. What do you and, think of that top three? I, I honestly think Bologna are on the verge of something big here. Especially with that top three, yeah, right? Like, you would think. Like Nicola and, San, Sansone and Orsellini, they're just they're highly skilled players. They're just lacking consistency. But they're, they really when they're on their game, they could be... You know some of the best players yeah. in Syria. Arnautovic is just a solid striker. I want to say yeah. he's he's maybe not top five in the league, but he's good enough he's for good a team enough. like this. And they're they're missing due to suspension. Soriano, Soriano, and then exactly their creative linchpin, and then Musa Baro. I don't yeah, know. I don't know why he was on the bench. Maybe there's a falling out with the manager. 
uh, or maybe a, a little bit of an injury, but he's on the bench, maybe their most skilled and best forward. Yeah. So this team has a lot of potential going forward. It's just these guys just have to find that consistency in their play. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So Bologna, our, our Canadian team, on the on the verge of possibly something big. Atalanta, on the other hand, they will see this as two points dropped. Yeah, Bologna is now, I know it's only two games, like I said. They're sitting in seventh now, just behind Udine in sixth. So it's not bad. It's a pretty decent start yeah. for a team of uh, Bologna's caliber this season. Yeah. On to the next game. Fiorentina, 2-1 to victors over Torino here. Fiorentina are for real. Yes, they Fiorentina are. Fiorentina are for real. Nico Gonzalez, what they a match. Are. Dusan Vlahovic, he scored a big header. You could tell what it meant for him and his confidence. Towering header. Fantastic. They looked like they could be onto something. I, I said, I think, last week they could push the seven sisters of the of the league. Yep, they could. I really do. I think they can make it eight, or they could bump another team out of the seven. Yeah. Um Something something's cooking there for sure. Vincenzo Italiano's doing something really well. On the other side, Ivan Juric, he uh, came out in the media, was very disappointed in uh, some comments uh, Cairo made, saying that there's no money in the team. Yeah. And then he goes in his pre- press conference saying, you know, I never came to this club thinking there was we were in austerity, suffering, not going to be able to pay for new players. He goes, why would you hire me if you're not going to sign Sorry. new players? So. That's interesting, that story, because Torino now, this is 0-2. Maybe not something they thought would happen. Uh, I don't think of Ivan Juric as a checkbook manager, but he even degraded his players, saying they're not good enough to play my system. They're not of that quality. So I don't know what's happening there. Ivan Juric already looks like he's trying to pack his bags and get out of that mess called Torino. Well, the one thing I will say about Torino, Torino looks a lot better under Ivan Juric than they did last year. Oh, they do. They look a lot better. It's It's two tough losses. Uh, I want to say Vanya Milinkovic Savage much much better game than last yeah, week. Yeah, improved. Made some improved. big saves. Yeah, big saves. Getting low. That's a, that's a long way down for a boy that big. Yeah. Um, the Vlahovic goal he couldn't do nothing on. No. That was in a perfect no. spot. That header. Yeah. Uh, but on the other side though, Italiano looks like he's the real deal as a manager. Mm-hmm. If he has the right pieces, look out. I think Fiorentina is going to be up there. They're going to be pushing for that seventh spot. They really are. I, I think they will. Even, it, they might even go a little bit further, right? From what they were last year to where they are now, it's... It's mentality. It's it's pretty it's wild. It's pretty what wild. What did we talk about last year? Yeah. When you're going into a season with Beppe Iacchini, you're just going in to survive. Yeah, you're going not to lose, right? Yeah. Prandelli, you know, he had his he problems, his personal it. problems. But with Vincenzo Italiano... You have a promising coach. You're going in there. Yeah, he's with the times. He's with the times. He is with the times. He he knows. He's with the modern game. He is with the right? times. Right? What we were kind of saying again last week. Maybe some coaches are out of the loop maybe yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I just want to give a shout out to my buddy's brother over there, Gaetano Castrovilli. Good performance yeah, by good him performance. setting up. That's the guy I know and love. Giacomo Bonaventura. Another... Another uh, okay performance. He missed a set. Yeah, he did. He did. Not known for being a great goal scorer, but, but uh, still, yeah, he still played a creative role in this team. Yeah. The whole team. The whole team was outstanding. One of the better Fiorentina performances I've seen in a while. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, cameo appearance by Ricky Saponara, Vincenzo Italiano's man. Yeah. Not that great, but I think we're gonna see a little more of him mm-hmm. this year. So that sums up. Fiorentina Torino. Any any final comments on this on this tie? On no, these two clubs. Before we move not on really. to Disastro. <laughs> Torino look like look like a mess. Fiorentina, like we said, they've won almost in every department, possession, passing, shots on target, big chances created. It no was, game's gonna be easy against them. Yeah, they're gonna be very interested inside this year. They will be for sure. It's great to see them back. Now <laughs> Juventus Empoli. Holy <laughs> <laughs> Big one, nothing to win for Empoli here. No Ronaldo, Empoli, no party. But Empoli, <laughs> listen, all credit to Empoli. Empoli didn't look that bad last week. No, in and, their and they looked good again. They, 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 outplay, again. they outplayed Juve. They did outplay Juve. They did outplay Juve. They deserve to win this game. They this did. wasn't this wasn't a, a lucky goal. It was, they they deserved that. That Mancuso goal, yes, it seemed fortunate. Again, I think Chesney should have done more on that. 
especially yeah, the six he, yard box, eighteen yard box. That's your ball. He came out. He sh- came out big, but he yeah, he just he he left himself up in the air. He didn't keep his feet on the ground. Right? Didn't make sense. Didn't make sense. Juve, uh, on the other hand, thing a lot of things going on there. Obviously, Ronaldo's gone back to Manchester United. Yeah, that that was breaking news a couple of days ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's some comments on the on the sideline about the conversation between Chiellini and Allegri. Allegri obviously covering his mouth when he's talking to Chiellini, yeah. but you can hear Chiellini tell him, this is not our team. This no. is not a team. So there's obviously problems. There's probably problems internally already. Uh, the one thing I do want to say on Juve, there was really only one guy that looked like he was going to score, and it was Federico Chiesa. He was all over the place. Yeah, he was all over the place, but that, the- that's a Federico Chiesa I kind of don't like the headless chicken Federico, Federico he's the only guy that gave him something no, I know I know he gave right. him something I know I know I don't like it because he doesn't have the support on the team he's trying too much but that's yeah. Federico he gives his 100% but yeah. obviously that's not the best no. way for him to play his game I don't think no uh, but I don't know Allegri like I, like I said maybe not with the modern times he still thinks you can run Dybala Dybala I'm sorry has been useless for the past three years he's yeah. been a nobody now he's your captain yeah. I know he had the terrific finish last game. He yeah, he played he played good here, but you can't build your offense around DiBala. No, you can't. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, obviously, the Cristiano Ronaldo project failed. It's not to say Cristiano Ronaldo failed in City. Yeah, he had a terrific uh, three years in City. Yeah, scored over 100 goals, but the Cristiano Ronaldo project failed and was bringing proper players. Yeah, uh, he just papered over the cracks. He was like, let's bring in Ronaldo, and everything is just going to work out. Uh, that wasn't the case. No. This team, he papered over the cracks so much. This team's been is a shambles. This team, yeah. uh, I'm, don't well, don't want to get too dramatic because no. it's only two games in. Allegri, this, he's been in the situation before and he's won the city after zero uh, and two start. Remember, they got one point, so it's not the end of the world. No, but they do look like uh, a bit of a mess. Yeah, and wh- what did you think about Manuel Ocotelli's? performance again he's uh i don't know if he fits the system he's got to start he shouldn't be coming on it was an interesting system uh, allegri decided to play a, a diamond formation danilo at the base of the diamond rodrigo Betancourt doing okay nothing outstanding adrian rabio terrible as a mezzala on the left side weston mckenney playing on top of the diamond which i don't like i don't think he's a attacking midfielder no to me that's that's the ballast position yeah. He's got to be an attacking midfielder, but then you got to protect him with defensive players. Uh, Juan Cordado, for me, was the best player on the field for Juve. Looks like that's where the if they were to score a goal, that's where it was going to come from. I mean, they did create chances. They created one big chance off a off a counterattack, and it just just it just didn't come together. They look. This is this reminds me of the way Allegri's always played: solid defense, and you rely on individual brilliance. To get them through, and it was Pirlo free kicks, Pogba wonder goals back in the day. It was, uh, you know, Ronaldo scoring. That's that's how Allegri plays his games. He always relies on his superstars, and you just have that solid defense. And he's always relying on individual performances. There was no chemistry up top. None. No. None whatsoever. That's kind of the way the modern game is now. You know, there's a lot of combination play from the forwards in the midfield. Juve is severely lacking in that department. Compared yeah. to all the big teams, you know, you just got to look at Lazio the way they played, Inter the way they play. Their midfield is like they're all like forwards, almost every single one of them. Yeah, uh, Roma play that way, Milan play that way, which we'll see. All the top teams in Italy play that way. Lat- uh, Juve, for whatever reason, it's they're behind a little bit. Yeah, growing pains. But let's not make this all about Juve because there was another team that showed up. Empoli. Loney goalkeeper from Cagliari owned man of the match, Guglielmo Vicario. We saw him last year in the, at the end of the season. Hands down. Wasn't fantastic. expecting, yeah, wasn't expecting him to be this good. But, He's good. Uh, only he, 24. Yeah, only 24. Another Italian keeper coming up. He's yeah. uh, great. He made some big saves. Big time. Kept like I said, Juve at bay. Um, He's mildly too from Spezia. He played terrific. The new signing at Empoli. Yeah. Luperto shut down Dybala. Yeah. Him and uh, Dybala were going at it all game. The Empoli midfield, too. I mean, Samuel Ricci, Nicholas Haas. Yeah, they're okay. Um, the, they, were, they, they held their goal. Yeah, they, they held, held their, their own. own. They, Barami did terrific until he came off his wall. Uh, yeah, they, almost scoring. 
Yeah, Empoli was nothing fancy. They just played hard and won every 50-50 ball, it seemed. They wanted to win, and Juve didn't want to win. It was almost came down to it being that simple. Yeah. <laughs> and they took the one chance that fell to them. It was a bit of a lucky, you know, build up to that goal. Yeah. Mancuso, the way the ball bounced him. But, hey, he took his he chance. He took his chance. And sometimes you got to score it dirty, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But what do you, what do you think, Empoli? I mean... Safety guaranteed for these guys. Where do you think they could be after Not these yet. two games? Not yet. Jury's out on them still then. Not yet. Jury's out on them. Two fantastic performances, I think. Mm-hmm. They got a big three points in this game. That's definitely going to help their chances. But it's a long season. There's still 36 games to go, right? Exactly. So it's still early, but these are our first impressions, right? Yes. On to the next game. Genoa-Napoli. Yeah, Napoli. interesting game. Napoli, again, not really impressing me. 2-0. and oh. But not... Not impressed. Not impressive. Not standout performances. It's Getting, like it's like they go into these games kind of slow and then they figure out ways to beat their opponents. Yeah. It's like they go in... It's, they don't go in with, with a plan on how to beat them until maybe the halftime and then Spalletti's, okay, let's adjust, adjust. And then he makes his adjustments and then it works out. Yeah. You know, a lot of the games seem to be one at the, towards the end for them. Yeah, absolutely. And... Uh, Big goal by Andrea Patania. Talking about him out of the wilderness. Him from last season, and he's on the verge of uh, transfer some uh, for Sampdoria. Luciano Spalletti coming out, yeah, after the game and saying he want he talked to Patania and said, "Is it okay we bring you on?" And Patania s- said, "Yeah, it's okay. I'm available to the team." And then after he scored, he told he told him, "You're not leaving this team." He told him, <laughs> but obviously he knows. At the end of the day, it's up to the player if his heart's in it to stay. Patania, yeah. I mean, he know. I think he's fifth in the pecking order. They're saying. Yeah, he's fifth in the pecking order there. Ozyman, Andres, Mertens. Uh, who else? There, Chucky. Chucky Lozano and Insigne played as a false nine, which yeah. was a bit of a change. It's it's better for him to go to Sampdoria. He'll get more time. But this is a kind of this is the kind of striker that we are starving for on the national team. Just a big a, man. Just a big man. Get his head on it. And it was a great header. A for, yeah, just a forward. That's, that's a, it. A poacher. A guy that just that's works it. in the box. That's it. That's all we need. A guy like that. Don't. But the only thing I will say that I didn't like about Patania is his head is never in the game. When I was no. watching that, even though he scored the winning goal, there was a moment where Genoa passed the ball back, and it was a it was a bad pass, and I believe it was Lozano. It was either Lozano or uh, Politano pointed to... Sorry, it was Almas. Almas pointed to Patania uh, to go press. Like, it didn't even occur in his mind that he should be pressing. He was so yeah. flat-footed. He doesn't read the game at all. So he literally does nothing outside of the box. No. That's his That's his one big downside, Yeah. which he has to get sorted out, which no, I don't time. like about him. His, his mind is not in it sometimes. Yeah. Uh, another person I want to talk about, uh, the third... String national goalkeeper Alex Maret making some good saves, uh, but at the same time making some very questionable decisions. Especially very lucky that Pandev got called his goal back. That yeah. if that goal was Buxa, did you think that was a foul? No, I don't. No. I think he got very lucky. Uh, but that's that's all Alex Maret's fault. That is that is poor decision making and. A goalkeeper of his caliber at a club like that that has high ambition should not be making a mistake should like that. Should be stronger in the air. Should be much stronger in the air. For me, I think I can see why it was called a, it was called a foul. Luciano Spalletti explained it pretty good, saying the ball was over Busca. He had no chance of even winning the ball. So he's not even when he makes his move, he's not even attempting to win the ball. He's just making a move into the keeper. That's the way Spalletti explained it. I I agree with him. Obviously, Ballardini disagrees yeah he said four or five Napoli players were laughing and couldn't believe that the call got reversed yeah uh that that was his interpretation of that moment but regardless I agree Maret too weak that's way too weak when you go up in the air you go up with your knee up to protect yourself because if that even if Pandev's trying to go in and take the foul on you Buxa sorry is going in and take the foul on you he's gonna get knocked out by your knee he'll learn he'll, he'll fall to the ground and he'll never do it again. That's what you're taught as a goalkeeper. You go with your knee up. Don't go in weak. That was very weak by uh, by Alex Maret. But I want to talk about the other goalkeeper on the other side, Salvatore Sirigu. Not a half-bad performance, right? It was good. Yeah, it was good. It was one of the bright, brighter aspects of the 
of Genoa. The Genoa minus the Cambiasso obviously was, was pretty good. Nice yeah. little finish. I th- maybe Benet could have done maybe a little bit better instead of going in with his feet, but still a, a great finish. Very good, very good goal by Cambiasso there. Yeah, Adam Juanes to make an appearance for Napoli after yeah. a camp and a, a pretty good campaign with Crotone. So he yeah. he made a pretty good impact, and Genoa, 0-2. 17th place the last two seasons, now sitting in 19th place, obviously only two games. And once again, one goal for six against one of the worst defenses in City. Uh, not looking good for these guys. We knew it was going to happen. They've been flirting with relegation for the longest time. Yeah, we'll see. But, Let's move on to the next game. Yeah. Sassuolo Sampdoria, 0 0. Big point gain for Sampdoria, who did not deserve to, to, to get anything out of this game. Uh, whereas Sassuolo, two points lost for them. One reason why Sampdoria got this One point. goalie who's, for some reason, being overlooked. Emil Odero. My God, what does this guy have to do to get into the national team? What a performance. Sassuolo peppered. Peppered Sampdoria. Blew them out of the water when it came to chances created and shots on goal. One man made a difference. Emil Odero. When you look, if you, if for any of you that pull up stats, go go look at the match report. Sassuolo Sampdoria. Look up the stats. Look up the stats. Look at what Sassuolo did. Look what Sampdoria did. When you look at those stats and you don't watch the game, you think, how in the world did Sassuolo not get a goal? Especially with how their players performed. One man, Emil Odero. Mancini, for the love of God. Give this guy a friggin' chance. <laughs> I don't know what this guy has to do to get in this national team, but that's the difference for me right there. What do you have to say about this game? No, exactly. So Swallow look outstanding. Um, they look, yeah, they look great under Dionisi, yeah, right? Dionisi, there's a some. It seems like he has some bad bad apples, unfortunately, in the attacking lineup too. Chicho Caputo got really angry at getting subbed off. Yeah, uh, but look at Chicho Caputo. He met. He. I know he missed the flick over the goalie. Come on. If that's him last year, it's that's it. But Ardi's on the way out apparently. Transfer market. He's yep. had a few talks with Domenico. Uh, it's a bit hush hush right now, but it seems like he will be out of uh, Sassuolo soon. Uh, Skamaka is also on the way out, and that's to me sad for Sassuolo because they have this all these Italian players up top, these skillful Italian players, which is rare in Serie A. And now it seems like they're going to lose uh, two of them at least, and it's very. Uh, frustrating to see i think as an italian fan um that's it good team seems like a pretty decent manager for what from what i've seen they play a nice brand of football but it just seems like they got some guys i think they're bigger than the team and that's that's what's going to hold these guys back at the end of the day yeah absolutely absolutely anything on Sampdoria? Sampdoria better find a goal scorer fast because uh better freaking move it yeah, they're. Uh, you know how he doesn't move too quick. That's the problem. But uh, yeah, they gotta figure something out offensively. You know, it's sure you can sit back all the time, but at the end of the day, you gotta score goals. Yeah. You're not gonna. You could draw every game. You're probably still gonna get relegated. So yeah. you gotta start scoring goals. This team. Yeah, absolutely. And Qualiadella, legend he is, is not the man. Finit. Move on already. Finit. Yeah, so big point for Sampdoria. Two big points lost for Sassuolo there. Let's move on to the next game here. The flurry uh, was, we'll, we'll call this game just a flurry. AC <laughs> Milan and Cagliari. Yeah, four this to was one. An exciting day. Yeah, it was uh exciting day today. It was a very exciting day, especially with the next game we're going to talk about <laughs> after this one. But uh, yeah, yeah, just. Milan smashing Cagliari 4-1. Olivier Giroud getting uh, his first, his one and two. Milan goals uh, in and his second game. And you can see what it meant for him. He, he said it's an honor to play for Milan at the San Siro. That, that guy is That's the, class. He's the best professional, this guy. Class. He is class. He's a class act. Sandro Tonali scoring his first Milan goal too from what a free kick. What that means to him. Beautiful free kick uh, from a, right on the corner of the 18-yard box too. So from a crazy angle. Not to be a damper. I think the goalie should have done better on it. But still, you got to hit the net. And it was a beautiful hit shot. Just... Maybe not in a corner. Yeah. But uh, still, Milan, they look dangerous. They do look dangerous. They, they look do dangerous. look dangerous, big time. They completely outplayed Cagliari. Cagliari's defensive line, Cipatelli, Godin, Carboni, 
they had no idea what to do. I know Cranio was in the net because he was injured. So Ra- even Strutman too. Radonovich was. Oh, what are you doing? Yeah, Strutman. <laughs> Strut- Strutman was lost. Um, yeah, Milan just outran. They ran them right off the pitch. Brahim Diaz again. Lucky goal. It hit his. It hit his butt off a. Uh, off a of Rafael Leal shot. So. Brahim Diaz, good performance overall. And uh, Taylor Hernandez putting in a pretty good performance too. Yeah, Taylor Hernandez is doing all right. Maybe hasn't hit the heights he did last season yet, but he's it's putting in a games. more solid performance. Two games in. Mike Magnan conceding. Yeah, but... Tough header did get a hand on it, but it was a header that went into the side netting, so you got to give him credit just to even get a finger on it. Yeah. It was a pretty good hit. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Deola hitting that header. So, Kaziri look a bit uh, look to be in trouble a little bit. They do. They got a they got a lot of work to do. Yeah. I think so too. Now, let's move on to the final game. Let's go. The only the only game that matters. <laughs> Francesco Dattacchio makes his Serie A debut for Salernitana and they get smashed for nothing yeah. against Roma. Um Salernitana sitting everybody back. Pretty much. <laughs> they that's all Salernitana does. Like they play they basically play a San Marino, San Marino tactics. They sit, like no word of a lie, they sit nine guys back, and Bonazzoli's by himself. I, I don't under, I don't understand that. Yeah. But what we saw is we didn't see a Jose Mourinho style of play because Roma. Yeah. Is, Dominant. I think we had what seventy-seven percent possession. Yeah, something crazy. Twenty-something like shots on net. Just dominated, dominated. And this is the thing: what happened? This is probably what happened. So Salernitana says, "You know what? We're going to give Roma the ball. We're going to sit back and see what they do." And they paid the price. Mm-hmm. They paid the price. Now we know Roma can. Oh, play. that's a, that's one hundred percent what they did. Yeah. Yeah. So now Roma can play with the ball. They can play without the ball right now. So that's yeah. what we think. I wouldn't. I know you. you that gotta, you that, li- that litmus test against Salernitana. I you wouldn't. Always got to put a damper. It's still on Salernitana. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's still Salernitana. I'm not getting ahead of myself here. <laughs> I'm just happy that we start the we start the season six points right away. Yeah. Oh, it's huge. It's, it's good. Huge. Both Roman clubs are top of the table right now. That's right. So let's talk about the adjustments. Mourinho loves this four-five-one. He will not shy away from it. So Carlos Perez comes in for the suspended Zaniolo. Actually played pretty well. Another guy I want to talk about. Yeah. Jordan Vertu, yet again, Roma fans. Second. He's got three goals. Second in the Stop complaining. <laughs> Stop complaining. He sets up a goal and he scores a goal. Stop complaining about this guy. Looking like Zidane these days. This guy is solid. Vigna, better performance, sets up a goal. Rui Patricio, not really tested. But Tammy Abraham gets his goal. Beautiful solid goal. Solid performance. So, Tammy, your potential, you're slowly earning your, your 40 mil. You're slowly and you, but the thing that kills me about this is you know Chelsea's watching. Because Chelsea's waiting. Oh, yeah. They're going to get your guy back. I told you. Exactly. But, hey. Good especially pick. especially after Lukaku goes and disappears in the big game. <laughs> yeah. His first big game. What a surprise. What a guy's surprise. a magician. So, Tammy, big thing. But man of the match, hands down, Lorenzo Pellegrini opens the scoring and closes the scoring. And if you saw that fourth goal, outside the 18, top right corner, my God. What a threat. And I love this guy because he wants to stay here. He wants to be the next Tati or De Rossi. It just... You should see Christian's eyes are tearing. Oh, makes me happy. Lorenzo, makes know, me for happy. me, he was he was going to be a key player in the Azzurri squad. So him missing out on the Euros is huge. I'm going to love seeing him Yeah. in the build-up to the World Cup. Yeah. Because I, I think he's that good. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Gianluca Mancini playing very good from the back. Yeah, with Roger Ibanez. Karsdorp. What do you well. think? What so? What do we think about Roma from last year? I know it's only two games under a different Portuguese manager. It's only two games. It's only two games. But still, do you, do you notice anything different in the mentality of the team? They, do they look more comfortable? Like what? What's the difference between Mourinho? They look more physical. They look yeah. more hard nosed. Last year they were afraid, and last year the key to being Roma get physical with them. They they mm-hmm. they, they tamper away because they were they were so afraid. This year, they're hard-nosed. Head down, elbows up, smash and grab. It is. Smash and grab. Let's go. This is a, They've gotten tougher. That's the difference between Mourinho 
and Paulo Fonseca, who I still think is a fantastic manager. Um, but look at this team. They're playing well. Brian Cristante has really settled in in the holding mid position. I'm very happy about that. Mkhitaryan, seamless for him. Yellow card assist, seamless for him. Seamless for him. I'm, I'm very impressed with this Roma team. Yes, it's Salernitana. But and you still got to beat them, right? Still got to beat them. And they beat them quite comfortably. We'll see what happens when we come back from the from the international break. The real t- We're not going to know the real Roma until we come up against the big boys, right? Yeah, which, we're not. which is going to happen soon. Which that's is what we did last soon. year. We beat up on all the small teams. Yeah. And we struggled mightily. Yeah, against. I think they picked up one point against the top seven. Exactly. Yeah. So that's where the test is going to come in. But I like to see how this team is, is, is going. These guys are playing fantastic. You know, big, big win, big statement win against Trebonspar, putting them to bed in the Europa Conference League on Thursday, and then coming into this game on Sunday. Like, they're just... I think it's a breath of fresh air for Roma fans to see a new forward up top as well. That could score. Yeah. And and set up stuff. Hey, I'm eating my words with Tammy Abraham already, yeah. but... Like, Jekyll brings a certain skill set to the game, but Tammy Abraham brings something... That Roma's needed for a long time. Long, long time. Because they have Roma has the technical players. They need maybe more so. I don't know. What we want to call it the nose for goal. Yeah. Jekyll, obviously great striker, but I, I put him as more of a technical forward. He's like a number ten more yeah. than a number nine for me. They all, they've been missing that number nine for a long time. Big time. We'll see if this whole thing with Jose Jose Mourinho needing another center defensive mid continues because Jordan Vertu is filling in He's quite well. Giving Mourinho the something to think is, about. The latest rumor is locked his cheek, which would be... I'd be an interesting signing. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Roma fans, enjoy the moment. This is this is definitely the whole... This is very early, but just enjoy this because this is this has been exciting football so far if you're a Roma fan. So yes. So yeah. On yeah. The what do we think about Salernitana, though? Salernitana, it's hard to judge... Manager got the tactics wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, it's fine to sit back against a Mourinho team because if you look at the past between uh, Tottenham and where else has he been? Man U, whenever Mourinho teams have to go forward, they struggle. Yeah. Okay, that's and that's the way that's it is. That's probably why he did it. That, that is probably why he did it. But I don't think any team sat back to the extent <laughs> that's how many times no. sat back. They were literally in their box the whole game. Yeah. So maybe they sat back a little bit too much. When Simi came on, it was a little bit different. Simi played pretty decent. Yeah. But Salernitana were done by then. They were finite. Yeah. So they got the tactics finite. wrong, but uh, I still think they're going to be going down. I just don't see the quality there. But I'm going to give them a little bit more time. Yeah. But that concludes match day two, exactly. So there was some big draws that happened for yes. some big UEFA competitions. Let's talk about them. Champions League, Europa League, and Europa Conference League. Let's talk about them. So let's talk about Champions League first for our Italian teams specifically. Yes. So uh, let's talk first about AC Milan. Tough, tough draw for them. They have been drawn in Group E, or sorry, in Group B with Club Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, Porto. Like that's a tough draw. Yes. That's a tough job, but it's a great test for this team. Yeah, a great test for being out of Champions League for seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll have it in them to do some damage here. Atletico has been a mainstay in the Champions League knockout stages for the past um, almost decade, I would say. Liverpool always flirting with the semifinals, at least recent yeah. champions. Porto, Porto are usually can get out of a group. So we'll see. Milan they have took it. took Juve out last year. Yeah, they took Juve out last year. So And Milan have that European pedigree. So. Yeah. Uh, it would be nice to see the Rosanero back in. Yeah, it's exciting. It is. It's exciting. It is. It's. It's great to see AC back. It really is. It is good. It's good to see the Milanese clubs back in yeah. Champions League. That's where they belong. Well, okay. Just give me a quick prediction. Do you see Milan navigating their way through this group? Unfortunately, I don't. Do you see them getting finishing third at least, getting into? The I Europa? see them doing better than Porto. Okay. I see them doing better than Porto, right. but I think it's gonna be. It's their first season back. Pioli's, I maybe his, his first, first campaign ever, ever, ever right? His first so time ever. he's gonna he's going up against two world class managers, yeah, and Jurgen Klopp and uh, Diego Simeone and Consistao too, I believe, who's the Porto coach yeah. still, right? So he's going up against uh, two world class managers, one that's really great. So Pioli, let's see what he's made of. Let's see it. I would love to see them sneak yeah. through. I'd love to see them sneak through. I would, I would through. too. 
that's what I'm hoping for. But yeah, I agree with you. I think they're going to realistically finish third place and go into the Europa Conference round of 16, uh, or round of 32, whatever you want to call it. Now let's move on to the other Milano team, Inter. Getting same, drawn almost the same freaking group of last year. With Real Madrid, Shakhtar, and Sharif make, making their Sharif yeah, don't like it. Yeah, so, replacing Borussia Mönchengladbach. So, I mean, if we can do our, the same results to Real Madrid and Shakhtar and just beat Sharif both times, then we should be good. Oh, I think you guys are winning. But this I group. think I think Inter Inter I think you guys are winning this group. Inter coming out, out top of this group. Yeah. You need to. This is the statement. They need to. If they don't do it now, you're never gonna do it. I don't know when they're gonna do Real it. Real Madrid's on the back foot. They're struggling. Shakhtar is Shakhtar. Did Zerbi playing against coming making a return to Italy? Yes. Shakhtar. That'll be interesting to see. But Shakhtar does not have the class that Inter has. No. And Sharif should just get. Sharif back. should be guaranteed six points. Yeah, guaranteed. So. First time from Moldova, and so yeah. just to shout out there to them, congratulations. So, we both say Inter's going to squeak out of here yeah. while they're going to win the group. Dominant. Now, let's move on to Group F here. To me, this is the... I'm not, I'm not convinced by this team at all. So, Villarreal, Manchester United, Atalanta, and Young Boys. What do we see happening here? What do you think? Roma has some history with Young Boys last year in the Europa League. To me, Atalanta, like I said, this I think will be Atalanta's last time in Champions League for a little while. And uh, they're going to bow out, finishing third and going into the Europa knockout. I just don't think they have what it takes to take on Manchester United or Villarreal. I think, I, for me, I think Atalanta do come out of this group. I think they can handle Villarreal. This, the two Europa League final, you know, this was the Europa League final last year. Villarreal and Manchester United, both teams are in the same group, yep. interesting enough. Atalanta is essentially going against three Europa League teams here. I think they'll have the quality above at least two out of the three. Man U is the big question mark, especially after Cristiano Ronaldo, the signing there, and some other big signings. Man U is the team to beat. But Atalanta, I think they'll be good enough. I know I put them in the top four for, for the City A, but if they make a run, in, it's going to be one or the other. They're either going to make a run in City A or they're going to make a run in Champions League. So I don't think they have the depth to do both this year. All right. So I out. think they're going to do better in Champions League than City. I'm kind of going back on my prediction from the opening podcast. Right. Yeah. Let's move on to the last team, Juve. Yes, Juve. Romelu and Chelsea. Yeah. They're going to play Zenit St. Petersburg. And Malmo. And Malmo from Sweden. Pretty easy draw for them, I think. Yeah, fortunate draw. I mean, for the way they're going... It looks like it'll be. It, it should finish at least second place. They got the defending, the defending why, champions. This is why they brought Allegri. In. Honestly, think I think they're gonna get their act together. This is the team. I, this is the Italian team. I think is gonna make a run. I don't know. I, if they don't get a the striker position sorted out, I don't believe Marat is the guy to do it. I don't believe there's. They don't score. Well, Moise, they don't score enough team goals. Your buddy is coming. He's already flown in. He, Moise Kane's not good enough to lead the Juve line. Well, he's gonna be. But he's not that guy. He's not the Italian Tammy Abraham. He's not good enough. Ronaldo Ronaldo was scoring almost thirty goals a season. No one in the midfield really scored goals. The nope. other goal scorers are Cuadrado and who else? Chiesa. No, Marata will score goals, but the major reason why Marata scored goals because everyone was focused on Cristiano Ronaldo. So I know he had that flurry there when Ronaldo was injured and he came in and he scored a whole bunch, but I, I just don't believe in Marata. I don't believe in Moise Kane if he comes in. Juve need to find a way to play as a team quick and start scoring goals everywhere. They It's no more of this relying on one guy. They, they have to play as a team. Everybody's got to pitch in a little bit more. And then they can make a run. But it'll be interesting anyway to see them go against Chelsea because Chelsea is the cream of the crop for Champions League standards right now. Yeah, We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Let's move on to the Europa League now. Yes. So let's talk about our two Italian teams. First up, Group C, Napoli, drawn with Leicester City. Leicester, yeah. Spartak Moscow, and a special shout-out to Legia Warsaw. The sister club of Juve. The sister club of Juve and the diehard, diehard fan base Yeah. where my wife's family is from. Yeah, so, so there should be some... There's gonna be there's gonna be some exciting some games fist here. flying when those two meet at the uh, Diego Maradona Stadium and oh, maybe in Poland too. Oh, in Poland too, it'll be a riot. Yeah, I've been I've been to Warsaw State, like Warsaw Stadium. 
It's insane. Even just for a Polish Cup game, it is absolutely mm-hmm. insane. But quality wise, Leicesternopoly are head and shoulders. Oh, above head and them. shoulders above Moscow. And do Warsaw. we think? Do we think Napoli finishes ahead of Leicester second, or do we think Napoli chokes somehow? That's gonna be an interesting test. That's gonna be an interesting test for Napoli. To me, <laughs> I don't think they. You said you're not impressed, right? So far, I'm not. To me, I think they're gonna finish second in this group. That's yeah, I, I, I could see. That. I could see Leicester finishing ahead of them, but I. They should hopefully get through. Hey, and if they finish third, they'll give you guys a nice run for the conference league. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I actually hope Legia finishes third so we can give, get them <laughs> in the conference league. Uh, let's move on to Lazio's group. Lazio Group F. Tough group for them. Uh, Lokomotiv Moscow, Marseille, and Galatasaray. That's a tough group for Europa League. It is, but from what I've seen with Lazio... Yeah, it should be a walk of the park. Galatasaray, Marseille, Lokomotiv, they should be going 6-0. Oh. Yeah, they should, they should win this. Lazio look really, really impressive. Yeah. Well, like you said, the Roman Saudi teams they usually say are slow burn, like they take a while to gel. This one's under Chelsea, under Juve here, I th- and I think it comes down to mentalities because Lazio doesn't have the big ego superstars there. Yeah, everyone's just willing to buy into the coach right away, and hell, it's it's paying off. It's big time. It looks really good. Big time, easy group win for them. Now, Europa Conference League, very yes. quickly, <laughs> the third tier. One Italian team <laughs> in Group C. Yes, Roma. Against uh, drawn in with Zoria Luhansk from Ukraine, CSKA Sofia from Bulgaria, and Bodo Glimt from Norway. I don't really have much to say about this. I think Roma's just going to walk through all three of them. They should. They should. It's going to be a lot of traveling for yeah. for Roma. They're going pretty far east, going as far north as you can go. <laughs> and Bodo Glimt, they're right up there in Norway. And then Bulgaria is just right across the Adriatic. I mean, Roma... The most interesting uh, storyline in this competition is going to be the two favorites, Roma and Tottenham Hotspur. Jose Mourinho is obviously a former team, yeah. now being replaced by Portuguese coach Espirito Santo. Not only is it going to be Tottenham and Roma, but there's also going to be those eight third-place Europa Conference yeah, Europa which, which, teams. Yeah, which we don't know, but the, the story, fairy tale, big final event would be Roma, Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, Mourinho lights against... Out. That'd be lights out against Tottenham, and lights out. He could snatch that trophy from Spurs, <laughs> the one they were dying Thank you for. Very much. That'd be that'd be amazing if that happened. Oh, I'd love it. But I think for me, that's the big storyline for the Conference League here. Yeah. Roma, with the squad they have, I look at the list of teams in here. Yeah, there should be nobody that worries them. Nobody, cool. not a single team. It's no no disrespect to them, but it's Roma for crying out loud. The only other team maybe outside of Tottenham and Roma is Union Berlin. Yeah. They're the real deal. They they recently just came up from Bundesliga yeah. 2 and they play some uh, some interesting in football. Right yeah, they're they're a they're a great team, great watch. So maybe one of the outsiders, but Roma have to be favorites and get Tottenham in the final cuz that's the that's the final everyone wants to see, I think. That's the final I think UEFA wants to see. Yes. So maybe we'll see some uh, Let's go. Some business behind the scenes happening there. Let's go. So next, we'll talk about La Nazionale quick. Let's talk about them. Three World Cup qualifiers coming up. International break is already in play. Italy playing their first one September 2nd against Bulgaria at the Termio Franchi in Florence. Then they'll visit Switzerland at St. Jacob Park in Basel on Sunday, September the 5th. And then the last one is they'll be hosting Lithuania on Wednesday, September 8th at Mape Stadium in Sass- where Sassuolo plays. Yes. So, Roberto Mancini calls up his first squad post-Euro. Pretty much the same team. For the most part. From the Euro. Some interesting faces in, too, uh, which we'll talk about. But the one thing I want to talk about... <laughs> Let's go. Let's get into it. ...is the goalkeepers first, and then a little bit in the defense. Okay? Boy, has our goalkeeping situation changed since the Euros. It has. <laughs> it has. This is what drives me nuts about La Nazionale. We won the Euro. Fantastic. Dream come true. Believe me, I'm over the moon still that we, that we did it. But before we started this tournament, Roberto Mancini said we were not a finished product yet. So there's still tweaks to make. Realistically, there should be some goalkeepers or some players coming out and some new players coming in after that tournament, right? Should be. Let's talk about the goalkeepers here. 
John Luigi Donnarumma, the player of the tournament from Paris Saint-Germain, is now with Paris Saint-Germain, player of the tournament Euro, hasn't played a bloody minute. He's a bench player at now. At PSG. He's a bench player now. Pierre Luigi Golini, Tottenham. Bench player. Bench player. He's played two of the four games against Pacos Ferreira in the Europa Conference League qualifiers for Tottenham. Alex Meret is an actual starter for Napoli. Splits time. Splits but, time, but he's been playing. Yes. Salvatore Sirigu, old man. Who's been okay. Who's been okay. But we Genoa. thought but we thought it was time to maybe bleed some new goalies in. Yes. So we thought we thought the Euro was his You're You're telling <laughs> was me his curtain. You're telling me these four goalkeepers call. are the best four Italian goalkeepers available? I think so. Absolutely. <laughs> what do not. you think? Absolutely not. Number one, I can name three, four, five. Name them. Emil Odero. Number one. Number one. Emil Odero. How this guy hasn't got called up is ridiculous. This guy has carried Sampdoria on his back for a season and a bit now. Mancini, look at this guy. And he's playing regular. He plays almost every game. He plays every game. Yeah, he does. Emil Odero. He's playing. John Luigi Donnarumma is not playing. Uh, Marco Silvestri. Udinese. Two pretty solid performances. Yeah. Two solid performances. Hasn't lost a game yet. Hasn't lost a game yet. What's the important thing? He's playing. He's playing. Why not? I'll throw a feeler out there. Guglielmo Vicario. Ampli. Him, it's a bit early. It's a bit early, but come on. Salvatore Sirigu deserves to start, deserves at least to train with the Nazionale over Guglielmo Vicario. Come on. I, I see where you're going okay. with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another goalkeeper has been given the friggin' boot for some reason. Andrea Consigli. He's another older goalie, but I know, yeah. He's been... He's been. He's playing. He's arguably been one of the best goalies in City, yeah. Is he not playing? Yeah, he's playing every game. Okay. Well, there you go. So, with your argument, are you saying Donnarumma doesn't, doesn't deserve to be starting or if I'm the manager, playing? If I'm the manager of Italy, I'm bringing goalkeepers that are playing. John Luigi Donnarumma has not played a minute of football so you since think, the penalty shootout win against England so at you, Wembley. Do you think, based off the Euro outcome, Italy winning, of course, and what's going on at Petit Saint Germain, that's it? Start playing. So who do you think? Who do you think in. should be starting in net? Should be starting right now. Yes. See, that's a tough one. To me, I think. A guy who's never played a minute for La Nazionale. Hasn't even team. been called Adero. Adero. That's your best that's the best Italian goalkeeper right now. And for those of you that disagree with me, please leave a comment or shoot us an email because I would love to have this debate with you. Go look at the stats. Look how much time he's playing. This guy should be the number one. Well, Hands down. Yeah. And you know what? Donnarumma, if I'm Mancini. I don't call up Donnarumma, and Donnarumma's agent calls me. Why am I not called up? I was WF player tournament. You haven't played a minute. What's that? What's that going to do to Donnarumma? It's going to go. He's going to go to PSG, and he's going to say, "You either play me or you loan me out where I can play." So, we're going to rely on a goalkeeper now that's not playing in between the sticks. So he's only going to play for the international team. International I, I know games? it's it's kind of it's, a, that's like it's a sham that Italy's number one goalie is a backup goalie. That's yeah. never happened before. Yeah. There you go. There you he's go. A, he's a good backup goalie. One of the <laughs> Probably best. The best. <laughs> Probably but the best, but he Italy's is not goalie, playing. Yeah, Italy's goalie has never been a backup goalie. He's not playing. That's yeah. a big deal. That's a, Minutes played is a big deal. Let's go to defense. What did we talk about? What did we talk about when we did the Euro preview? We said, if Italy... If Italy does well and goes deep, we're going to be stuck with these guys, with these, with this one guy. Yeah. Or it, it, do we hope they have a performance so they can finally ax him? Or you hope they win and then you just they call it quits and yeah. say, "Hey, we won," and on a high. Sorry, why is Giorgio Chiellini on this? I know he hasn't he hasn't played two he's games. Played, he's played. He hasn't played any games. Sorry for you, eh? He's played twenty two minutes. He played twenty two minutes in the first game. Oh, did he? Sorry, twenty two yeah. so minutes. 20, that's right. He got subbed on twenty two. Twenty two minutes. That's your captain of the of the national team. A guy who's played 22 minutes. If he starts, I'll be a bit disappointed if he starts. Cuz it's like. time it's time to see Bastoni in that starting lineup. He the way he plays center back, he's better than Bonucci and Chiellini. Bastoni, Gianluca Mancini, 
who was called up, thankfully. Called up this time. Rafael Toloi is back in. Another guy I want to talk about. Alessandro Florenzi over Davide Calabria. That I don't understand. So you have Davide Calabria is starting right back for Milan. And Florenzi makes camp, camp, he makes five minute cameos at yeah. the end of the game, and yeah. he's getting the call up over Calabria. I, that blows my mind away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Emerson, I don't. Emerson. Emerson's whatever. Again, not what? playing at. Well, now he's at Lyon. He's so. at Lyon. So he's forced to move, so he's playing in the French in Ligue 1. But Biragi should get the start over him, anyways. I think Biragi, I rate better than Emerson, but. Yeah. Otherwise, the defense is where we think it's going to be. I'm, I'm still, I'm shocked to see Giorgio in there. He just has to say, "Enough's enough. I won. Just end on a high." End on a and high. just call it quits, man, with yeah. the national team. End I know you, high. you gotta, you gotta give him credit though for always being available for the national team. But so it comes down to Mancini a little bit too. It's just leave comes, on a high. I think man. it more just so comes down high. to Mancini. You gotta know when to call it quits. It comes down to Mancini. This is a project. He's taken on this project. This project is not done. The fact that Italy won the Euro... And he's going to be there for the next Euro too, Mancini. So don't you want to start looking at... Start looking. It's time. Unless he's keeping Giorgio as like a playing assistant coach. I don't know. Who knows? (laughs) I have no idea. But it's time to make these tweaks. Then I don't think... And let's go in the midfield. Nicolo Zanaiolo doesn't deserve to be there, in my opinion. No, it's too early for him. Yeah, it's been over a year. He comes back. He gets gets two yellows and a suspension. In, in his first game. So how does he? How does that warrant him to come back? And that that's where it makes no sense. You see young guys like Odero left out who deserve to be there. And then you see young guys, Zaniolo, who are there just because of their name. Yeah. Zaniolo's done nothing in his career yeah. to warrant automatic call-ups. No. You know, yes, he came back to major ACL injuries. You know, you got to give him credit once again for having the character to come back. Yeah. And, and start in the Roma team. But why is he being called up, once again, over certain players? That's right. It's because the names. Forget about the names. You got to just look at the performances. That's right. Um, and whether they're playing for the team. Like you said, I agree. Donnarumma, the goalie situation is a bit weird. Cause <laughs> look at it. Italy's never been in that situation before. It. It's very strange, and that's tough to call. But in the defensive phase, yes. Guys like Giorgio, you're... You're on the bench. You played 22 minutes. You should go. Bonucci should can stay. It's just time to bleed out certain players. Here, Zaniolo doesn't deserve to be in the team right now. No. There, there are other players that can take his spot. Yeah. Otherwise, the midfield is the same. essentially the same. But they're all playing other than that. Yeah. They're, they're all essentially starters for their teams. Yeah. All then starters for the teams. Forwards, Balotti, starter. Domenico Barardi hasn't played all season yet because he's trying to force a transfer. So, realistically, Domenico, because you're working on this transfer, stay at home this international break. Work that crap out so you can go play. But you're not coming. That's what I would say. Like, how hard is that? Give somebody else a chance. Give somebody else that's playing a chance. Federico Bernardeschi, he's playing. Chiesa. Yeah, he's, he started a game, Federico. He's playing. Bernardeschi. Chiesa, Chiesa has to be there. Yeah. Chiro has to be there. Chiesa is now the face of Juve for me. He's the... Uh, yeah. And you always need the face of Juve in the team. Yeah. Um, so he deserves a spot. Moise Kane, I don't understand I why don't he's there. I don't understand that either. He, maybe... Okay, he's there to train with the squad. But he's got to be bottom of the depth chart. Uh, Skamaka will be interesting because there's that big guy we're talking about. Now, he's no... He's, He's just as big as Patania height-wise. Mm-hmm. Patania is obviously a little bit more wider than him. Skamaka has got more technical ability than him. Yeah. Skamaka, there's been a lot you know, of news surrounding him this, this season because he is, he is an exciting young player. Yeah. Uh, he's on the verge of stardom if he can just get some consistent game time and, and pop some goals consistently in the net. Uh, but he is the one striker for me in this team that stands out skill-wise and what he can provide. He's going to be the X factor in this team. And of course, I like the other Sassuolo forward, Raspadori. I think uh, he's maybe been, once again, it's only two games, but he's been one of the best Italian players so far in in the Serie A after after two games. He's been pretty pretty decent for a 21-year-old. Yeah, and I think that's the point we're just trying to make. The best players should be awarded the call up. Yeah, and that's why Chiro Chiro should be in that start no, starting that game. Chiro should be starting. He's got he four goals. He's Chiro He's Chiro and Signe and Chiesa should be our starting lineup. Up top, midfield we got to stick with the midfield. Our midfield 
Jorginho Verratti and Barella yeah, you gotta go is untouchable. That. And the defense, for me... Bastoni, Mancini, Beraghi, and... You can forget about Mancini. Bonucci, Bastoni, Beraghi, and Di Lorenzo, I think. Well, you have to go with that. Yeah. And then Ngoli. <laughs> Ngoli is a toss-up. But Donnarumma, out of the four that are there, Donnarumma obviously have to... I just, for me, when we went on the goalie right there, the only goalie I don't agree with being there is Golini. I don't see why... Why he's there. Why he's there. I don't get it. When you have that crop of goalies that was listed in Syria waiting to get a call-up. Yeah. That boggles my mind. Yeah. But otherwise, the Zuri, they win how many more games? They set the record. I think it's like two more games, 53, something like that. Yeah. So they're they're on the verge of uh, breaking that record for longest undefeated streak by they an are. international team. They are. All, all that aside... Given our criticism of this of this team, and <laughs> give some positives at least. <laughs> well, I think they're just gonna walk. I think at the end of the day, they're gonna walk through these three teams. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm I, not taking back what I said about the goalkeepers because this is this is your this would be your opportunity to play guys like Odero and Concili and Vucario and Meret. Like this is this is your yeah. when you're playing guys like Bulgaria, the Swiss, and Lithuania. This is your opportunity to play those guys. Yeah, and give that experience. Especially against, no disrespect, but to Lithuania and Bulgaria, both out of the Euro. Swiss yeah. Swiss are, you know, can create some problems. But sure at least can. Lithuania and Bulgaria, you got, you, for me, yeah, you should be giving time to guys. And and as well, it's it's about setting the precedent. Of, you're not guaranteed a certain spot in this national team. No. And we've said that for Donnarumma. That's right. Right? Donnarumma really hasn't done much in his career up until this good Euro. Yeah, we said prior to that Euro podcast, he should not be a shoe in for the Azzurri team because there's a lot of good young goalies that are vying for that spot. And you know, this was the opportunity. And yeah, Mancini did drop the ball to give him at least one game. You know, start Donnarumma two out of the three, but you should be having a goalie there that's going to be lighting a fire under Donnarumma to say your spot's not safe. So figure it out at PSG, like you said, or ship out and. Go play somewhere because nice. Italy's number one goalie cannot be a backup. Nope, cannot they got to be. be playing close to fifty games a season. Yeah. So, that being said, that wraps up today's podcast. Got the blood, the heart rate going. Yeah, definitely. So, City, ah, let's come back for two for two match days, and we're gone. And we're gone for an international break. So, Tifosi Football Radio will be back uh, towards the end of the international break. Uh, to, I guess, recap some of the Italy's games, see how they perform. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Maybe some of the interesting storylines in regards sure. to who plays and who and, doesn't. Yeah, and then by that time, the transfer window will be closed, so there might be some last-minute yeah. movements. Uh, look out to our, on our uh, on our Twitter, or not Twitter, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, Instagram for, uh, and Twitter. For those uh, for those moves. YouTube, if you want to see these faces here, uh, we've, <laughs> yeah. been, <laughs> we've been... Yeah, and if you guys see us, check us out on YouTube. Uh, make sure you guys hit subs- like and subscribe yeah, to us. Leave a comment. Even say if you hate our guts, just leave a comment. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> we don't care. We just... Good to know that you guys are watching. Uh, so, so we'll be back at the end of the international break, and then we'll be back into Serie A mode. Preview match day three for you. So... Until next time, enjoy the international break. Enjoy our Zuri. Ciao ragazzi. Ciao ragazzi.